0: Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. We're having a spirited discussion with David Holtzman, who is an advocate for ranked choice voting and a member of the Los Angeles Redistricting Commission. Uh, David, uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, various issues under the California Voting Rights Act, but I wanted to... Drill down with you on how it is that you think that ranked choice voting in an at-large system can result in a minority, an ethnic minority, or a language minority, or a racial minority, uh, actually getting representative uh, representation on a, a city council or board.
1: Sure. And to do that, we have to do a little bit of geometry. Uh, and I like to tell people to imagine a pizza, a big round pizza, as representing all the votes in an election.
0: And folks, this is radio geometry, so uh, listen Radio carefully.
1: geometry. This is a <laughs> big circle. And um, in a single winner election where a majority is required to win, um, with ranked choice voting or not, um, you have to get more than half the pie to win the single seat. It's because if you have a piece of the pizza, that's bigger than half of the pizza. Nobody can have a piece of pizza that's bigger than your piece of the pizza.
0: Well, but let me, now, let me, let me bring to your attention something about city council races, in, at least in California. Mm-hmm. Unless the city has a charter that provides for primaries, all of the voting happens in the general election in November and it only takes a plurality uh, yep. to win in a single member district or even in an at-large system.
1: That's true. I'm, I'm talking about the more fair type of election where you have to get a majority eventually, either through ranked choice voting where losers' ballots are transferred to their voters' next choices, or uh, top two primary, where only two candidates are, are in the final election.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: But but anyhow, with, with ranked choice voting, they, uh, say there's three seats up for election, uh, the amount of votes you need to get, the fraction of the votes you need to get to win one of those seats, has to be a big enough piece of pizza that no three other people can have bigger pieces than you. And if you think about the pizza, the size of the pizza, the piece of pizza you need for that is just over a quarter of the pie. Because if you have just over a quarter of the pie, 25%, no... Other no three other pizzas can all be over 25 percent. You can have two other people will win, but you'll win because you have the 25 percent. And the last place candidate eventually will have you know maybe 23, 24, 24 even less. But the point is, you only need 25 percent of the pie. And the way ranked choice voting works is that all votes count for the voter's first choice until candidates are eliminated, in which case. Their voters' votes go to their next choices and they fill in the, the pie of those continuing candidates, the, the pieces of the pie. Or if a candidate has more than enough to win, then um, the second choices of uh, their voters are considered. Um,
0: well, that, that, that raised. I saw that so,
1: in. So, so, so but all I'm saying is that the key point to, raise, to, to know here is that you only need 25% of the votes in the election to win, and that's how minority groups can win, because they don't need a majority of, of a whole pie to win. They Their block just has to represent, say, 25% of the voters. And that can include minorities plus people who are sympathetic to minorities. It doesn't have to be actually just a, a minority group. And again, it can be of any sort of political interest. It could be the the, the renter's block could get its candidate, something like that. Okay. And what were you going to say, Stu?
0: What struck me about that formula, if you have six candidates and there's three seats and one candidate gets uh, 25% plus one of the votes, but in fact they've actually gotten 30% of the vote uh, total. What you're saying is that 5% of their voters will suddenly not have their vote, their top vote uh, counted and their second place vote Will now be redistributed to whoever they voted for second.
1: Yeah. Uh, in other words, in that case, the the candidate got, you know, one fifth more of the votes that, that than the candidate needed. So what actually happens is each ballot counts as one fifth vote for its next choice. So that the ballots are transferred as a fractional value. But it's it's it's, it's pretty simple, really. You just keep enough votes to win and then your surplus is transferred proportionally.
0: To other people.
1: That, yeah, to the other people, to so the next choices on your voters' ballots. A- and ex- that's, how, that's how a majority block can get more than one seat, uh, because you would vote basically as a ticket. You would vote candidate A or B or B or A in that order. And uh, if the people who voted A, B or B, A represent 50% or more of the, of the voting block they'll fill up two of the pieces of pie, uh, pizza and get uh, two seats on the on the council. They'll get 25% from one piece and 25% from another piece, and that, that way they've been able to express their 50% strength. But the minority group will still be able to express its 25% strength and um, get the third seat that's up for election.
0: Well, if, if the minority group has 25% of the population, if it's right. lower... or,
1: or, or- or enough sympathy from other court candidates, people who voted for other candidates that did not win.
0: And, and I, I guess the, uh, the order in which the ballots are counted then could become significant because if you have all of the ballots from an area that's really strong for the ruling elites counted first and then part of those votes get redistributed they're going to be redistributed probably there's no, there's to the no, same ruling elite isn't it
1: no, no, isn't I, 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 sorry I got to interrupt you there because there's no redistribution done until all the votes are counted
0: ah okay okay okay
1: because then that's how you'll know who you know how much too much about uh, somebody got or
0: hmm okay. you won't know
1: anything so you gotta, you got to do it that way
0: do, do you see but besides that benefit, do you see any other benefits to ranked choice voting?
1: Well, the main benefit is the uh, is the fairness, but then there's the freedom of expression. You don't have to worry about vote splitting, because uh, if you want to vote for like a Nader or a Jacob Javits back in the day, just to express your preference for someone you know isn't popular, your vote won't be wasted, because your vote will then be, once you're first-place candidate is eliminated, the one you wanted to show support for, um, your vote will count for somebody else who's likely to have a better chance. So your, your ballot will transfer to your highest-ranked, non eliminated candidate. So um, that uh, lets people more freely express their preferences. And in time, that might will let some minority viewpoints uh, have enough airing that people will look at them more more favorably, and they might even grow into uh, viable viewpoints or viable parties or viable candidates. And that's one reason why small parties like ranked-choice voting.
0: One of the things I've heard as a theory of uh, why ranked-choice voting might be more beneficial is that it it, uh, rewards uh, more moderate candidates uh, rather than the folks on the extremes. Is that your view?
1: Well, that's not really why I exploit ranked choice voting. I think its you know, it's a fairness issue or or maybe it's um, some, it, people, some maybe. people say it does that in practice because once you're finished voting for the extreme candidates when you're ranking them you're you know what's left but the more moderate candidates but, uh, <laughs> I, I i don't I don't think well you know I want this system in place just so that no crazy candidates happen to poll a plurality sometime <laughs> because you, can't, you don't know who, who's going to pull the plurality and benefit from the vote splitting.
0: Well, let me, let me put it another way. The other theory I've heard is that it rewards uh, candidates who are more civil in their campaigns than those who are uh, more yeah. caustic.
1: Again, I think that's an effect that does happen, but uh, it's not the reason to support it. It's just nice.
0: <laughs> now, are there, are there different uh, varieties of ranked choice voting that you've seen that... Uh, you think have some merit to discuss?
1: Well, just from a practical standpoint, um, it might be worthwhile discussing, like what they do in Alaska, where I think four candidates advance to a ranked choice voting final round, plurality mm-hmm. in the primary, and that's just because of practicality. There's another system that can be cumulative voting that can be used also to get around the practical issues of designing the ranked choice ballot and the equipment to handle it.
0: Now what's cumulative voting?
1: Cumulative voting is when you get the same you get the number of votes the same number of votes as there are candidates up for election. You get, say, three votes if there are three city council members up for election. But you get to use all three votes for one candidate if you want to or spread them out among different candidates. And that way, a minority group that's just focused on its one candidate can also get representation, um, but can only win the one seat. Uh, But that's what the minority group probably would get in the more general.
0: David, uh, we're coming up on a hard break. Stay tuned, folks, to more discussion about ranked choice voting with David Holtzman right after this break.